Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host for the show. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to finish up our 10-part series, Character is Everything, and we're going to be talking about the quality today of compliance. You know, when I first started talking about the quality of compliance, I used the word obedience. I got such a negative reaction from teachers and parents that I had to change the name of the quality from obedience to compliance. It seemed as if obedience was too strong or parents and teachers were offended by it or they likened obedience to dog training. Now, I still don't think there's anything wrong with the, with the word obedience. 30, 40 years ago, we demanded obedience from children. And we look at this as an action. We look at the word compliance as an action. I look at it as a quality and an attitude. Today, we can't even use the word and obedience, you know, the the word obedience, and it just turns into the, seems like the last thing that we get from children. It's the, years ago, it was the only thing we wanted. Today, it's the last thing we get. Now, what's the definition of this word? Compliance is when a person does what he's told, when he's told to do it with a good attitude. And willfulness is the opposite of the quality of compliance. Now, there is an attitude that's associated with compliance that we have to demand from children. The attitude really is cooperation. 
You're doing what you're told when you're told to do it with a good attitude. Now, wouldn't it be nice to ask a kid to sit down in school and he just sat down and you didn't have to wait for him to do it on his terms? Why is it so hard to get children to be compliant? Why is it so hard to get them to comply with the instructions from adult? Well, first of all, it's the natural tendency of a kid to want to explore and do things. Their natural curiosity is always at work, and they believe, you know, at a young age they can do and say just about anything they want. And that's the same thing with their speech. Freedom of speech is not the freedom to say what you want, but the wisdom to say what you ought. And do you honestly believe that that's not a taught behavior? We have to teach kids that. Now, a, a parent's first job is to teach their children the word no. And if children don't understand what they can and can't and what they can and can't do, and they don't understand that the word the word no means that there's a boundary here, and if kids don't understand that the word no means that you can't do it, and they aren't taught that word, and they aren't corrected for noncompliance, what will happen that they will draw the conclusion at a very young age that they can do it, and they can say and do what they want? That's private logic. You can do and say what you want until you're corrected. Once you're corrected, you have to stop it. And sometimes we, we have to evaluate, even as adults, gain and loss. In other words, what am I going to gain and what am I going to lose from doing what I do? And with a kid, if there's no loss for his noncompliance, what's going to happen is he's going to keep doing it and he, because he's not corrected for it. Believe it or not, kids will draw this conclusion at about the age of two years old. Can you believe that? And it's one of the reasons why everyone talks about the terrible twos. Children are starting to walk around at that age, and they have natural curiosity and want to explore just about everything, like a hot stove or an electric outlet. They want to pull on the dog's ears or change the channel on the TV set in the middle of a show or go into a cabinet. And more importantly, if they're not corrected for their non-compliance, they'll begin to believe that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Compliance. Compliance. We all have to comply. We all have to listen. We all have to do what we're told when we're told to do it. We all have to cooperate even though we disagree. We all have to do this. So it, it, it just behooves us as teachers and parents to correct these kids when it starts, but moreover, to correct the attitude that's associated with it if, in fact, they begin to believe that they can say and do what they want and they get resentful because now you're correcting them.
if a kid doesn't understand the word no and he's not corrected, they absolutely will believe that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, mom and dad get to the point that they're fed up with their children, their, their kids' behavior, and they start to take things away or start to scream the word no, which leads to the child crying and throwing temper tantrums. And that's kind of, believe it or not, that, that's kind of the scene that you get when you're dealing with noncompliance. And believe me when I'm telling you, screaming is not a consequence. You could scream at kids when they're two years old. They might cry. Scream at kids when they're nine years old. They might laugh at you. And that's just the way it goes. Screaming does nothing. Yelling, screaming, a good talking to, a Father Flanagan talk, all of it doesn't work. Consequences work when there's an association between the behavior and what's going to happen if you don't comply. And I'm not sure where parents got the idea, or teachers, or any adult, that they can rationalize with a two-year-old and make the kid understand that they're, that, you know, what they're doing is wrong and almost trying to make them understand adult reasoning. The truth is the matter is they can't. But these same children enter preschool and kindergarten and are behavior problems for the teacher from, from the get-go. It's amazing. These kids can't share, stay in their seat, follow directions, or take turns. And when they're disciplined for noncompliance, they scream and carry on like someone is cutting off their right arm. The teacher then begins to believe that there's something medically wrong with these kids. Like maybe they got ADHD or ODD. In reality, all this kid ever had, and he was never taught, the meaning of the little word no when he was little. And you know, oftentimes when parents start to hear that their child at a young age, you know, seven or eight years old is a behavior problem and we don't know what to do with them. When they hear, oh, maybe he has ADD or maybe he has ODD, the parent can be relieved realizing that there's a condition associated with the behavior because that be, that condition now gives a gives the child and the parent an excuse for what the kid is doing no he had something wrong with him i get it he didn't have anything wrong with him you just didn't parent him correctly and teach him the word no you don't want to admit that because if you do it'll make you sound like a bad parent the hardest thing to come to terms with is when you start to see the end result of your handiwork when you're a parent. And when you feel like you screwed up, you're going to look for every excuse that there is and try to blame other people or a condition for it when in reality you didn't teach the kid the word no. This is where we're at, folks. And you can't allow noncompliance to continue. You can't. You have to sit on kids and make them under, because by the time they get to middle school and the time 
they get to high school, if they don't want to listen, they're going to get themselves suspended, they're going to have trouble, and they may grow up thinking that they can say and do what they want, and ultimately that could end up putting them in jail if they're not careful. Do yourself a favor. Take this quality seriously. Take it seriously. Start to teach it. See it as a quality. And, and, and do yourself another favor. Discipline for attitude, not just, not just for noncompliance. Because kids can comply and have a crummy attitude. This is an important quality. Use it. Teach it to your kids. My name is Jim Burns. Thanks for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Do me a favor. If you like this podcast, let's give it to somebody else. Let them listen to it. Send it to them. Visit my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. You'll find a host of different things there that you'll really like. And I think that if you need to take a course, if you want to uh, get some product to start the school year off, that's there for uh, bullying and behavior issues. Uh, and we got some great free stuff there, too. So do me and you a favor. Check out the website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thanks for listening.